Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. And Zeke, this is really kind of a quick open. What I want to say is that we were recording, we started, now we're at Bacon and Barrel right now. We are still here. We're in the barn. Everybody is breaking down and leaving. We realized that we had two hours of audio before we were breaking down and about to leave. And we were like, oh shit, this might be two shows. Right? I just know I ate a lot of bacon. I ate and some I, great I drank food. some really good bourbons. What was your favorite stuff? Not to play the card, but it would be almost impossible to have a favorite. The the apricot from up that tapped my olfactory memories the most. I mean, that's how dad's always cooked pork, which is preserves. But as far as a favorite food, I I thought it was pretty amazing to see such a central theme, but a very diverse amount of food tastings and everything was just effing good i think this might be my new favorite event of the year i have to say i mean the food was amazing no matter which tent you went to and not a soul that you and i talked to said opposite yeah but this has been awesome the first episode is going to end up being more food based the second episode we are going to try to make more whiskey based but we ended up with two hours of audio that i will cut down into something a little more palatable so for all your listening pleasure just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by cast cartel changing the industry standard for shipping alcohol getting you together with merchants online they are like the amazon the spirits industry you could be sitting at home on your phone, you can find stuff that you want, get it shipped right to your house. Zeke does it a lot, one-handed on the couch, late night. Left-handed. Left-handed. He, he used to call Next you level. on the cell phone late night when you need some alcohol. They have some picks, like they have a Breaking Bourbon pick, but you can get all your vodka, your, your bourbon, your gin, your mezcal, tequila, whatever you need. Visit Cast Cartel. They will send it directly to your house. Also, follow them on Instagram at Cast Cartel. They do giveaways and things like that. Want to let you know also that our show is sponsored by distilleryproducts.com. Longtime secret of the industry that is finally getting out. And I have to say that's kind of our fault. I found out about distilleryproducts.com by asking distilleries who they used for their Glencairns. And then I realized. They are like some of the nicest people in the whole entire world, but they also have great products at wholesale prices. If you want laser etched Glencairns, if you want the Tua glasses, they are the only company in North America that you can laser etch a neat glass with. They also have decanters, all sorts of cool stuff, but just some of the nicest people and the best prices in the game. If you're a bourbon group and you need a whole bunch of Glencairns made, or if you are a, a distillery, please reach out to me. I'm happy to get you in touch with them, distilleryproducts.com. All right, Zeke, so there's so much good food here at Bacon and Barrel, as we were saying, and our friend Shane from Honeyfire Barbecue out in Bellevue, Tennessee, has come over. He's brought us something. Shane, say hi to everyone, and, and what'd you bring us? Well, 
Hi, everybody. I brought you some Honey Hot Block Bites. So one of our top appetizers at our restaurant is called the Honey Hot Block, and it's a big block of cream cheese topped with candied bacon, and then we hit it with some habanero honey on top, and then we serve it with some Ritz crackers. So we just made an appetizer version of these. But in exchange, I need a little bit of that Chattanooga cask. (laughs) We needed a house bourbon, and I told the folks at Chattanooga, I said, I'm stealing one of these bottles off your table because (laughs) what I'm going to do is have it here so that we have something at least to pour the guests that come sit down with us. Absolutely. So take a little more if you want it or or if not, but uh, we just wanted to make sure that we were as hospitable to you that were coming over. I appreciate that for sure. So while we chew on these for a second... Tell us a little bit about Honey Fire, because I know you guys opened last year, right? Uh, we're not even, we're not about 10 months old now. Haven't quite, we'll be a, a year in November, late November. So, yeah, so we're fairly new. Amazing food there. It's barbecue. You Thank are you. The, the head chef, pit master. A dishwasher, any, whatever I need to be that day, right? <laughs> and you guys also have a hell of a bourbon bar there, right? Thank you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Sure. What what kind of bourbons do you have there? And I think you have a bourbon club. Why don't you tell everybody we a little do. bit about what y'all have while we're chewing? I'm letting you off the leash because we got to <laughs> chew this good food right uh, now. I hear you. I hear you. So, no. So, Honey Fire, uh, we used to be a, a... Two years ago, we were a catering company. I got laid off from my job in 2015. And uh, I was working in Brentwood and Maryland Farms just doing uh, uh, marketing and sales for the healthcare industry. And I was doing competition barbecue on the weekends. So I just was like a weekend warrior, and I had been doing that for about 10 years and had some success in it. And I went home and uh, basically had a conversation with my wife and said, you know, I think we need to do the barbecue thing full time. So we got a little food trailer, started a catering company, went for it. And for two years, we just busted our tails and uh, started a started a little business there and I had some success. And then uh, a longtime friend approached me, a friend of mine for about 15 years. My buddy Ben approached me and had some success in commercial real estate and said, you know, if what do you think about going brick and mortar? So we looked for a spot for about almost a whole year to open a brick and mortar. And we live in Bellevue, my wife and I do. So that's our home. So we have been there for several years. And so that's our community. It's where we do life. So when the, uh, uh, the spot became available in Bellevue, like it was kind of a no brainer, you know, so. And that little area, one Bellevue place, what used to be the Bellevue mall has turned into this awesome little area. There's the movie theater there. There's a well, the coffee house, right, right down the street from you all. Yeah, and I think there's a bunch of apartments yeah. there too. So you got some foot traffic, even, right? Yeah, it's it's growing, it's it's popping. You know, like you said, it used to be the old mall. Uh, late 2015, they tore it down. A couple years later, there's uh, uh, an outdoor life sh- slash shopping center there, and we are right next to the uh, AMC movie theater that was just opened about a year and a half ago. And uh, so we're right there. And then there's a bar, Louis, the DeSanto's Pizza, Eastern Peak. So some great restaurants. And then the new Preds Ice Center is opening there as well. And they're set to open uh, mid-October. So we're excited about that. And they're going to need some barbecue. They absolutely. You can't can't skate without barbecue in your bones, right? I I, I can't imagine what what else is going to work up more of an appetite than a frustrating on the ice. Exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) I have to say, if you want to get them fired up, give them this, this this has a little bit of a kick to it it on does the end. it's got that habanero honey on top of it yeah it's the name honey fire right i uh, mean it's really good zeke yeah. what do you think i um i love everything about it 
essentially because it's very simple in the concept, but it's still complex. Like I could tell myself I could make this at home, but it would never turn out, especially <laughs> with the, the habanero and the jam on top. That, that's got to yeah. be the icing on the cake. But the, back to the simplicity of, you know, a rich cracker, some cream cheese, absolutely bacon, and then that glaze on top. As a Southerner, it's what you want to eat in, right. like, those modes that remind you of old factory times of, like, you know, mama or grandmama's cooking, but it's got enough of a kick as well. Like, all right, this is, like, the perfect blend of home cooking and worth going out to a restaurant and paying someone to serve me this cooking. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing it reminds me of is Napoleon Dynamite and Chaz from Blades of Glory because one's fire and one's ice. And and that cream cheese with the honey habanero, that just is the perfect together. They make magic on the ice, and this makes magic in your mouth. Man, I love everything that you just said. It's doing something I, for me, brother. It, it moved me. It really did. You're moving me. Keep talking. It's like... Uh, well, he already <laughs> said he had to let loose of his pants a little bit from all the food, so we don't want him to move too much. There it's going to get go. dangerous around go. here. But I think in perfect timing, Joe from Shake Shack... Now, he didn't stay to talk, but Joe from Shake Shack brought us over this uh, honey waffle custard. There you go. That if your mouth is a little hot, Zeke, from, from this habanero... It's perfect. You pop a little bit of that Shake Shack custard in there, and it cools it right down, and then you can go eat another one. See, I'm the inverse. To me, that that's the perfect level of heat to where you just want more. You know, there's that, that, that fine balance of heat. Like, yeah. there's not enough, there's too much, and then there's, oh, man, that was a little hot, but damn it, I just want one more bite you of got, it. Man. You don't want to hurt people. You just um, want to keep them coming and, back. And, right? and that's where that hits. It's that perfect level of, yeah, I can do one more. Right. Yeah. Let me get a little bit more. Whoa. So, so what else is on the menu? What what other uh, specialties or delicacies? So we have a, a good mix of, we have all of our traditionals. We have a Texas-style brisket. We have a West Tennessee and Memphis-style pulled pork sandwich. Um, we've got St. Louis, uh, I'm sorry, Kansas City-style ribs. Um, St. Louis cut, but Saint, uh, you know, sweet rib. So we really kind of pull from all genres with that. And then we have some really fun sandwiches that we throw together. We have one called the Southern Shine. It's got fried green tomatoes, pimento cheese, this candied bacon, pork, like all the goodness. I was was already done at fried green tomatoes. I mean, (laughs) the the, the right amount of just thin cornmeal on a fried green tomato. There you go. (laughs) I just knocked Zeke's microphone down. That's all good, man. I think your boy's recording it, too. Uh. And now he he just saw me kick Zeke's microphone down. But So just strictly off personal interest, do you have like a a mustard vinegar-based sauce? My favorite is vinegar-based sauce. All right. Um, so I keep now, some now, back in the kitchen. Now we just got the closer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so my my personal favorite is the uh, Blues Hog Tennessee Red barbecue sauce. It's a it's a vinegar sauce. It's got a little bit of a kick, but not too much. It's also got some sweetness to it. Excellent. Highly recommend it. So I'm a big vinegar-based sauce guy. I, I so, like a so little. So that has to be requested, though, right? We don't keep, I mean, we burn through some of that. I mean, like, we do a sweet sauce, and then we do a heat sauce, and we have an Alabama white sauce. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've learned to stay in my lane and, and, and run with it, you know, so people seem to like that. But What I will tell you is when I did go there before, I mixed a little bit of the Alabama white with the sweet, and you mix it together, it's really good. Oh, man, yeah. I love that, too. But I'm a, I'm a big guy. Like, everything goes together in the belly. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just kind of make it a smorgasbord. And it's good Absolutely. 
I think we need to get together at Honeyfire sometime, and we need to sit down and, and have some food and have some pours and talk a lot more about this, because I feel like the three of us could really get along talking food and whiskey. Let's do it, man. We've got 175 whiskeys on our shelf. Woo. Eighty Over 80 of those are bourbons. Um, the only reason I don't have more is because I don't have the wall space and the shelf space for them. So, um, and we have a whiskey club that we launched a couple months ago, and we just had our first whiskey club meeting a couple weeks back. So, uh, and it basically the whole goal is to work your way through all 175 whiskeys, and you earn some rewards along the way. So, is that in uh, a weekend or a day? Uh, the whiskey club is just you come in and you just you kill it. So, oh, you talk about in a weekend? Uh, I see what you're saying. Depends on who it is. How ambitious do you feel? Yeah. How, and and is it one of those things like you know when you go to Flying Saucer and you can only have two a night? Right. Is it like that? Yeah. I mean, it would. It's it's going to take. I, I would estimate six to twelve months if you're coming in faithfully to get it done. Uh, but we wanted just to just have something fun for some of our regulars that came in and. You know, we've got a lot of whiskeys. It just takes some time to get through them. Yeah. So you got to get some dad's drinking bourbon picks behind your bar. Let's do it. I mean, they may already be there, but you know, yeah, maybe well, not. We got some that, that coming. Was, that was my next question: Was any uh, you know private picks that folks can come in and definitely you know give them the uh, you're not going to find this anywhere else line. You know, I don't know if we have a lot of those. I mean, we've got some pretty rare bottles. Like we've right now that. Um, We've got the Blood Oath Trilogy. I'm sure you're familiar with yeah. that. It's not rare, but it's just stuff that we just, it's got a fun story behind it, and people like to talk about it. But there's just a lot. Like, we've got four or five different bottles of Weller that, you know, restaurants, the distribution's a little bit harder than it is the, the liquor store and the undermarket. Like, everybody's just like, well, you can get on eBay, and you can get whatever, or yeah. whatever, <laughs> Facebook, and you can oh, yeah. buy this stuff. I'm like... People don't understand the fines that I would be subject to if I stuck something up there because all it takes is someone to be like, how the heck did you get that? And, you know, and uh, next thing you know, we're in trouble. So um, we, we try to do things by the rules. So uh, we, we sweet talk and love on our distributors. Uh, we feed them well in hopes that, you know, like whenever it comes time to release the Pappy and some of the other stuff, we can we can get some bottles. So. Well, let's go pick a barrel together. Let's talk to your distributor, find a way that we could all go pick a barrel together. It'll be a honey fire dad drink a bourbon collaboration that you can put behind the bar let's do it all right well where can the folks find you it's honey fire barbecue on instagram uh honey fire bbq on facebook and instagram and twitter but you know we're pretty active on instagram and um yeah just, just check us out shane thank you so much for bringing us some food and uh and and the talks and take some more chattanooga whiskey before you go i'll do it it's great stuff we will uh We'll, we'll make plans to, to see each other again. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, so Shane left, and now, like I said, while Shane was here, our friend Joe came and brought us some custard from Shake Shack. I don't know why you're saying us. Well, no, you we're you sharing that thing like a doobie. I just had a bite. Hey, there, there's more to go around. There's more to go around. <laughs> I just like to give him a hard time. See, you, we're drinking 111-proof whiskey. Do you want a whiskey, by the way? Oh, you know, I wish I could right now. I, I'm struggling. I'm struggle-busting right now. I wish I could. It's okay. I mean, if you if once we stop recording and nobody could hear it, I'll, I'll sneak you one. It's okay. I mean, I would never do that. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. But, it's all right. I, I feel your struggle bus pain. Somehow I managed to forget that this was tonight instead of tomorrow night. Oh. We ended out with a, a, a buddy just hanging out, you know, shooting the breeze with a few pours and cigars. And, you know, somehow it became about 3 a.m. when I went to bed. And then I wake up this morning and I'm like, shit, 
That's yep. today, not tomorrow. Yeah, and now here you are, hanging out, talking to strangers, and getting drunk. <laughs> you know, We're it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so one of us doesn't get drunk. Okay, that's fair. Because I have to work the equipment. Ah. So I'm sipping, but... He's but, the same one that's knocked over the equipment twice already. I just knocked over once. My big foot got on the wire that was going across to Z. His, his, his middle name's Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> the first two parts are wreck it. But let's talk about Shake Shack. What did you bring up? Because the funny thing is, is Honey Fire Barbecue, they brought us this honey habanero cracker. Like it had some bacon with some honey habanero okay. on the top. And it was very spicy at the end. Oh, and yeah. I was like, thank God we just got this custard. It's great. What is in here? It's a honey waffle. Okay, so it is, uh, it's waffle, bourbon, and bacon. Oh, and, uh, you know, we, we made it, actually made it in-house. It was made just for this event. Not really something you're going to be able to come into the shack and get anywhere, whether it's, you, you know, kind of in the U.S. Or, or worldwide. I, I, can, I can tell you who to reach out to, shakeshack.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least like a day a week or some kind of promotional event. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we were running it. We were running that custard, and, you know, of course, we were like, let's try it. And uh, me being the, the human being I am, I, I, I felt... Man, if I was to ever eat ice cream for breakfast, that's what I would do right there. Like, custard for breakfast right there, my man. You know, I don't know what that says about me having bacon and bourbon for breakfast, but it's so I, good. I felt good about it. It is I so mean, good. I'd vote for if you were running for a you know political race, simply on those merits alone. <laughs> it, it's, it's great. How many times did it take you to actually go through here until you found the, the recipe that worked? Um, you know, I would love to take credit for that recipe. It was very much, uh, we've got a, just a killer, uh, killer R&D, R&D department back in, back in New York. And we reached out and said, hey, we've been approached to, uh, to do this bacon bourbon fest. And we'd really like to do it. Can you guys help us out? You know, because we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to just come with burgers. We figured everybody was going to come with, everyone else was coming with Did you with come food. with burgers? We did not. We did not. We, oh. came, we came straight with custard, loaded with custard. I figured you guys could have put some bacon burgers along with that custard. In, inversely, we, I'll say since it was 96 degrees today and for the next seven days, it's going to be in the 90s with not, oh, a, yeah. not a chance of a single damn drop of rain. Mm-mm. I'll say that's pretty genius. Yeah, we're. I'll tell you, we're, we've gotten zero complaints out there and what a, what a lot of people are doing. Is they're coming back? Is there? Well, they're coming back, but they're getting their custard, and then they're going and getting their, getting their bourbon samples somewhere and pouring it on top. Oh! And the first person I saw do that, I was like, man, that's pretty genius. <laughs> and then other people started doing. It, I was like, man, that must be amazing. Well, I, I could be ignorant here as well, but does custard hold its consistency better? Because this this isn't melting. This is still a perfectly thick like product. It, yeah, the custard's going to hold better, you know, and that uh, just speaks to the nature of uh, the ingredients. You know, no preservatives, no, there's nothing artificial in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the beauty of Shake Shack is the simplicity of ingredients. Uh, you know, there's no growth hormones in our stuff. There's no antibiotics. There's, there, there's none of that, you know. My 10-year-old can, she can tell you what's in it. She understands the <laughs> ingredients, you know, not because she's a genius, but because she's like, oh, beef, that comes from a cow. And, you know. That's it. Like that's it. Beef. You know. So it's uh, that's 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 the beauty of beauty of it. And that's really, I think, where we stand out from everybody else. And let's talk about Shake Shack for a second because you guys are originated in New York City, 
And I know this actually because I used to work on the corner of Lafayette and Houston. And I would always stay because I, I lived in Nashville. I worked up in New York. Okay. And I would walk because I like to stay on 28th. So I would walk from Soho all the way up to the Fashion District at 28th. And I would walk right back past the original Shake Shack. Madison Square Park. Yeah. And okay. I would go. Something I would go tells me he didn't walk past it, though. I, I think he made a hard right. Well, that's what I was going to say is that I would find myself <laughs> a lot of times stopping at Shake Shack. Now, they have great burgers. They have great milkshakes and, and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like the name Shake Shack, but they have great burgers. It is. And, it's uh, a great burger. It's a, now, you guys have taken over in Green Hills where Sweet CC's used to be. For That's those correct. of you That's- that, that know the area of town, Shake Shack has where Sweet CC's was. And, man, you guys have been killing it over there from what I could tell. Yeah, the I, I will tell you, the community response has been incredible for us. They've uh, really embraced us and... Just the location alone has given us a lot of just high visibility. We're lucky enough to do, we've been able to do things with Hillsborough High School, uh, help them out with some fundraising and whatnot and, and support them. Um, you know, we do Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. We frequently host donation day events where uh, people will reach out to us and they get proceeds from however many people come in. And and so it, it's it's really great. Just a, It's a company that's doing really well for themselves, but they're, they're sharing that wealth. And, and they're big believers, like give back, give back, give back, you know? Like, and so doing this event, they were like, yeah, let, let us figure something out and we'll get back to you. And, and lucky enough, they were able to get it done quick enough and gave us a real quick turnaround on product and a uh, great direction and here we are. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna get murdered for saying this. So we've got <laughs> a, uh, so it's not a burger. It's not the chicken sandwich, which, which is the most criminally underrated chicken sandwich anywhere. Um, it is one of our custard. It is a, uh, it's a, a caramel bourbon twist concrete. And uh, we get that caramel, we get uh, caramel bourbon nib brittle from, locally from Olive and Sinclair. Oh, that stuff. So Mix it in with some salted good. caramel, a little bit of chocolate sprinkle, vanilla custard. And it is hands down the single greatest thing on the menu, but it's only available at the Shack in Green Hills. You go to New York, you can't get that at the Shack in New York. But it does have bourbon in it. It does. And well, you get the chocolate before the Olive and Sinclair stuff. Yeah, the people who started oh. it, I used to work with them. Man, it is legit. Yeah, they so, are. They're, they're great. You know, they're great people. They hand deliver it. They come in. They're super. Just. They're super good people. They are amazing people. Uh, I'm. Well, my I, question, since you mentioned how underrated the chicken is. Oh yeah. Well, if you're not going to eat this, since I'm it is Nashville, it, mm-hmm. and you, you have an R and D department, is there going to be a, a hot chicken variety at any point? Okay, so we. I mean, it had to be asked. We you, there you saw is it a come. hot chicken that exists. There is a hot chicken that exists. However. That was just a, it was a, a limited time offering. Nationwide, everybody, everybody all over it. Um, but it goes away. It's a limited time offering. So. <laughs> I, I'm i just are, excited. We there's might some... be. We might be working on a hot chicken behind the scenes right now I mean, to bring back. his face is very red. for Nashville. At, at, at this point, it, it's hard to sell fried chicken in Nashville and not have a hot variety. 
Uh, you know, it's extremely difficult. I, I will tell you this. Everybody I've gotten a, everybody who I've gotten a chicken shack into their hands has been like, damn, that is a really good sandwich. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's the best sandwich on our menu, like hands down. I think it's wonderful. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping we do bring back hot chicken. And, and I think it'll be super popular. I, I laugh because all my friends that are back in Georgia, they all give me a hard time. Like, Ooh, Nashville hot chicken. <laughs> I'm like, you come here and you eat it. Then mm-hmm. you tell me how quick you want another piece of it. Because oh, yeah. it'll be the same day. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm well, just you- wondering what you guys are going to do when Wahlburgers comes in across the street. Who? I am a native Bostonian, by the way. Okay. So I'm just waiting for the day. Now, none of us actually go there who have been from Boston. You know, it's okay. like right there's that one in Hingham. I'm just joking with you. The- <laughs> But it's always a good time uh, going to Shake Shack. I, I very much, very much like it. I very much uh, can't wait for the hot chicken recipe. And uh, thank you so much, Joe, for coming down. Hey. Anything you want to say? Where can the folks find Shake Shack besides uh, in Green Hills? Is there a Shake Shack? Oh, so we're like Instagram for Nashville or anything like that. Um, you know, we are very social media heavy, just as a. Uh, as a concept. Your people are taking um, pictures of you right now while you're going, too. They probably are. That would not surprise <laughs> me. Uh, no, we're very social media heavy. Um, a lot of our, a lot of the pictures that you see uh, in, like, our online, our online stuff, those pictures were taken by guests. We don't have professional photographer people. Like, those all come from, from, from Instagram. Oh, nice. Um, you know, so what... So it is very much a case of what you see is what you get. It's not pretend dressed up and fawned over and fake and whatnot. Like, like that is what you get. Um, you know, we're looking at opening up uh, open up at least one more in the Nashville area. It should be next year uh, downtown, I believe, right around 5th and Broadway where all of that's going in. I think yeah. you need to put one down in Franklin. And Well... Franklin might be in the works. Franklin Cool Springs might be in the works. I can't. Uh, I'm just saying. I think it should happen. Confirm that right now, but yeah, that might be in the works. Real. I'll, I'll just throw my simple pitch think. out of you know what's going to sell more you know shakes and custards than when people already are eating a hot chicken sandwich on the front end. And there it is, my man. I agree. Five, with you five cents of order is all I need. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You are not alone. Joe, thank you so much for coming in, and we, we can't wait to run into you at Shake Shack. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Thanks for hanging out. Can I get you anything while I'm here? No. Another custard. No. You sure? We'll come well, down after we're if, done with If, I, if we'll I ate any more, okay. it would put me to sleep, and if John ate any more, his knees and boots would be covered. Okay, well, if you change your mind, man, we're straight out the door in front of you. We, we know where to find you, though. Sounds good. Right. Thanks, bud. Gentlemen, enjoy your night. Thank you so much. Thanks. So, Zeke, our, our friend Roy Batista from Fairfield Inn and Suites and up a rooftop lounge has now come to see us. Now, this is very important. I went and sought Roy out because when you sat down here with me, you said Roy brought the favorite dish you've had all night. I love pork tenderloin with apricot preserves. It's one of the few things I can make well. My dad always still makes well and like I mean pear preserves are good a few other fruit preserves but apricots and pork absolutely I had to give some I had to give Roy <laughs> some can't go wrong. it cannot go wrong at all 
Roy, Cheers, I gotta gentlemen. tell you, I, I stole a bottle of Chattanooga whiskey off their table. <laughs> I like your style. This guy. And I, I stole a bottle of whiskey off their table because I, I said, we need to have something to pour the people that are coming to, to spend time with us. Christina, your assistant, well, we she got can't you take some a picture and too. put a cup yeah. at the same time. Sure. <laughs> it's okay. She can get in on it. It's like a selfie. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There we go. Cheers, Cheers. So let's talk about your dish some more now that I got the whiskey out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. It was an apricot wrapped in bacon. What else? Yeah, so the apricot itself was soaked in bullet bourbon. Okay. So we soaked the apricot in bullet bourbon. We stuffed it with an almond, wrapped that puppy around in some bacon, and then finished it with a plum jam soy sauce reduction. Oh, wow. So the whole basis of it was Kentucky-themed with the bullet, and then the uh, local uh, plum jam is actually from Spring Valley Farms in Kentucky as well. Okay. Uh, so, it's, you know, it kind of goes with autumn with the apricot and the almonds, very seasonal, and I thought it would be a great hit, and it seemed like a crowd favorite tonight for sure. It was definitely a crowd favorite with Zeke for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw it and I was just like, oh, oh yeah. man. Zeke, those things are dangerous because you have one and it's all of a sudden, it's like, dude, I can pound down another 12 of these easy. I mean, like, you know, some people worry about how many martinis they, or how many uh, olives they eat out of a martini. Yeah. I would worry about how many of those I would just eat on my own. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh. Absolutely. Honestly, no. such a I, I would have had three. Now, I luckily had two. Yeah. And the reason being, I was going to get one without the sauce. Yeah. But Roy was like, hold up. Like, I Make sure you get one that has the sauce on it. Yep. And I'm really glad we did. Yeah. Because I loved it. So you double dipped, huh? Well, I got one without the sauce, and then Roy threw another one on my plate, so then I got two. There's going to be some poor soul that's going to hear this and didn't get one, John, well, and they're going to say, you got two. Did Roy already say, I mean, there's so much going on tonight. <laughs> did Roy already tell you what time they sold out? No. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah. I should have let Roy say that. Roy, what time did yeah. you sell out? 8 p.m. sharp. It is 8.15. This no, event yeah, yeah. started at 6.30. Yep. It took him an hour and a half. This event goes for another hour and a half, and he's already out of his stuff. So we were requested to make 850 samples. I made 1,200. Woo! Because I did the bacon and barrels event uh, six years ago with a different company. Uh -huh. And at the time, they were doing it at Loveless, and the max capacity was 500. And at the time, I had made a bacon-wrapped shrimp. And it was kind of the same deal. Just blasted through it within the first hour and a half. And I feel like people had to have double dipped here oh, as well. Absolutely. And I feel like he means he did. <laughs> I only did once, yeah. though. One with sauce, one without sauce. Yeah. Let's, let's get that real clear. Hi, my, my name's John. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mr. Edwards. Yeah. I only double dipped <laughs> once, though. Yeah. I feel like there were people that probably double dipped two or three or four oh, times. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard, hey, can I grab one for my friend? They're right over there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, go for it. And I'm like, hey, can I grab one for Zeke? And <laughs> I never gave it to him. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's, it's also one of those things around here where they have these events, they have the punch cards for the whiskey, so you can only do a certain number of whiskeys. whiskeys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they I, don't, I laughed about that. But yeah. they don't have the punch card for the I, I food. I thought about it when I was in line. I was like, 
you know, I can see their concern about, you know, we want to make sure nobody gets overserved. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's some good ass food here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's going to keep you going back in line, back in line, back in line? Like, ah, you know, yeah. maybe they won't recognize my face the fifth time. Yeah, sir, putting on those glasses isn't <laughs> fooling anyone. I recognized you from two minutes ago. This has been one of the best food events I think that they have in town. And that's really cool is that. The, the bacon and the pork barrel theme of it has been really special. I've really enjoyed all the dishes here. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah, did you get to get out and taste anything at all? I or? sure did. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite thing you tasted that wasn't yours? Uh, honestly, oh, to be 100% honest, uh, 50, is it 51 Tap Room? Yeah. I so, started yeah. with that. So it was... Yeah, it was great, but I'm like, man, I just started with this thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was a little heavy, but I was hungry. Oh, it was good. They had, I think, it was like a three meat. Yeah, meatball with the grits underneath uh, it. Yeah, meatball with pork and a couple of other things, maybe like habanero or something. Yeah, it had a nice little kick to it. Um, but honestly, yeah. like bouncing around, nobody had a dud. Yeah, there wasn't a line I didn't want to stand in or anything I didn't want to taste. Like, yep, I, I'll try that. Yeah, exactly. Yep, now the I'll whiskey and bourbon lines. Four roses. You had to know somebody to get in front of the line because it was. Well, we got, we got a head start on that. Luckily, you did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we were eating chips and salsa with Dan before everything started. Love it. So the good thing is they made us get here and and get it set up at three o'clock. <laughs> that we were set up by three fifteen because it doesn't take us much to set up. We got yeah, you know, four microphones that we put here and and a power strip. Well, don't forget the Chattanooga whiskey. Yeah. Well, we I had to steal that. That right. took a couple of hours to get that into motion. Was I that to, before the bacon-wrapped apricots or after? It was before. Nice. He, and he, he was early on that one. Yeah. I just said, I didn't bring anything. We need something at the table if people yeah. are going to come over and see us. So one thing I want to mention, though, before we, we get you out of here, is up was the first rooftop bar in Nashville. Now, a lot of people have copied y'all. Absolutely. You know, I, damn even it. in the Gulch, I mean. Even in the Gulch, yeah. 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 It's a, and, it, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing about us. We, I like to say we're a trendsetter. But, yeah, it's uh, actually our fifth year anniversary on Monday, October 7th, and we're having a huge bash. Uh, $5 specials, drinks and food as well. Uh, but, yeah, so before the Bobby, the West End, the JW, or the Thompson – was the uh, the upper rooftop lounge? Well, I just want to let you know you have my card now. Yes, sir. And we should do a Christina podcast. Christina just said we up. should do a podcast at Upper Rooftop Lounge. I agree. I, I would love. I to. just want to do a, a like food sampler. Yeah, right. anything, you want to be the guinea pig? Anything that's on the like the up and coming menu? Yeah. Hey, let, let let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, I'll swing by. Absolutely, we'll bring some whiskey, <laughs> or you guys have some you know, whiskey. We've got there, plenty. We'll just come and, and we'll have a good time. We'll sit around the table. This time we're going to mic Christina up and make sure she talks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually going to send you guys invites to our fifth year anniversary. We'd love to have you. Perfect. I was stupid and didn't put my email on that, but all of our stuff is Dad Drinking Bourbon on Instagram, Facebook. You can find us. It all goes to me. Zeke never goes on our social media. Yeah. Hey, I do at least <laughs> Zeke, come one, on. Like twice a month. Once yeah. a month, maybe. Solid. He, he gets day. mad. Yeah. I, I believe you should only use three important hashtags that drive your point home. John wants 22 that get us like recognition across no, 18 boards. 30. 
there's yeah, 30, there's 30 hashtags. You're up, you're, I think tags. you're allowed to use up to yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. So Zeke puts three. <laughs> I, I do three that I find humorous, and they might not be like even an existing hashtag or relevant to anything, but I laugh at them, so yeah. I don't give a shit. Zeke well, pulls our numbers down. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not lying. He cusses me about this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Today, Bacon and Barrels Instagram shared. I saw some of the stories yeah. from your Instagram, so somebody's on it. Don't think it was him. No, John, <laughs> John, was that you? It's me. I do all the editing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was meandering around with a cigar and a pour. He was doing work. <laughs> Love it. There's a great live that just showed Zeke on a rock smoking a cigar. <laughs> and then we walked back around. I walked around the whole property, showed everybody everything that was here. And I was gone like 20 minutes, and Zeke was at the same spot where I left him. <laughs> and I said in the live, like, Zeke is like a good dog. You tell him to stay, and you walk yeah. around, and he stayed in the spot where you asked him to be. Yeah. It's hard to pull up a good rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you there. But, Roy, thank you so much for this food. Absolutely. We really want to do something with you guys in the future, so yeah. stay in touch. and. And thanks again for spending time. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for the time. And a huge thank you to Events Hatch, who threw the Bacon and Barrels event, and, and a Green Door Gourmet for uh, sponsoring it. And where can we get up? What's your Instagram, Facebook, So all it's that? Up a Rooftop Lounge. That's both our Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Uh, so please make sure you follow us. Give us a like Honestly, and a thumbs those, up. Those flavors, man. Shit. Zig, appreciate it, buddy. Top notch. Thank you, guys. Thank Top you. Top notch. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Now, this is crazy because we now have Chef Kevin from McCormick Grillmates, and you've been back there. You all have been doing a bacon bar tonight. We have 1,000 pieces of four flavors of marinated bacon. I have not even been able to get over there yet and get a piece of your bacon. Well, we're going to have to bring you some. That's We've you got have, a, Thankfully, you have an assistant. We've got a brown sugar bourbon. We've got a Montreal steak. We've got a smoky apple wood. And the last one is the ultimate. I've, oh. I've tasted them all, and, and I smiled very bigly yeah, with you, all You know of what's them. neat is, you know, everybody's wondering, how can you make bacon better? And how can you make some things better? And it's marinating it. You know, so often we marinate different things, and this is the first time bacon has been marinated. It's marinated, it's smoked, then it's seasoned. So do you cook it and then marinate it, or do you marinate it while it's still kind of raw and then you marinate cook it Marinate it raw, then you smoke it. So you take it out of the pack and put it in something and, and soak it, or sorry. Uh, you, you... No, picture, picture huge bathtubs yeah. with slabs of bacon in it with the marinade over it, and it marinates for at least 24 hours. Then it goes in a smoker to get smoked. Okay. Then finally it's seasoned. Now, do you all package it up after that? Or yes. is that so? Oh, wow. It's packaged after. Oh, and it's a thick cut I bacon. Oh. It, at, least, at least the packaging part is going to save John a lot of stress because his wife would love to come home one day and see their bathtub full, full of bacon. bacon oh, 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 well, of course. And he's just going to say, well, it's what Chef Kevin told me I should do with this. Well, <laughs> I do have to say, I'm a big fan of your all steak tip seasoning. And it's something that you can only get in New England. And it's actually not available down here because where, where my parents live, you know, steak tips are a big thing. Yes. You don't get steak tips in the South. No. Like where you get the sirloin steak tips and my the McCormick Grill makes <clears throat> steak tips marinade. No lie, my mom will send down here in care packages 
and then I'll take sirloin steak and I'll cut it up in strips. Well, you you know why that is? Why? So you keep in contact with your mom. Well, that you know too. Your, your your mom says, hey, y'all can't sell it anywhere else in the country because if he can get it somewhere else, he'll never call me. <laughs> oh, I call that's, her. That's why. That's why she said. <laughs> I call her every day. Don't worry. I'm a. I have a, an Italian mom. And I get that guilt. If I don't call her, I'm screwed. You know? I totally understand. If I don't talk to her for a day, she goes, I didn't talk to you yesterday. Is everything okay? And I'm like, everything's fine. I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear, I hear that uh, you guys like to sip on bourbon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I am a bacon, a man of bacon. So we I can decided, get down with that. I decided to infuse some bullet okay. with bacon. And here's what's interesting. I'm going to make you a Manhattan, and I don't drink. Not a Manhattan, an old-fashioned. Okay. So, you know, sugar cube. So, so, so what, no. was the, what was the infusing process, though, in, in case we want to try this at home? Well, uh, basically what I did, I, I used the bourbon brown sugar. Okay. All right, bacon. I cooked off the brown sugar bourbon bacon. <laughs> brown sugar bourbon bacon. <laughs> Say that three times. Yeah. Brown, <laughs> save, rubber baby buggy bumper. Save the oil. All right. Pour the, 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 the bourbon in a nice pitcher. Pour it in the bacon drippings. Yeah. Stir it up and let it sit for seven days. Ooh. Then I slowly poured it out and filtered it through coffee filters. All right. And let it sit for another four days. Oh my God! So this so, took like two weeks in total. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to take that long. You know, it's one of those things where the longer something you marinate, the better flavor it has. So since you all like a little bourbon, absolutely. I figured, why not make this for you? Now here's the interesting thing: I'm a chef and I don't drink, which is okay. So you go by smell. I go by smell. You know, I'll taste it a little bit, but I think uh, I think you all might like this. So far, everybody says they taste the bacon on the back end. All right? You don't taste it up front, but on the back end, you'll get it. We, we do appreciate a great finish. There we go. I do love those cherries, too. Oh, yeah. Nice little cherry. We'll get a nice little orange zest in. Come on, baby. <laughs> I love how you guys got to be inside the barn, too. Yes. I feel like we really lucked out tonight because I'm not sweating anymore. I was sweating earlier. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I'm not sweating. You know right how much now. meat you've had tonight? There's, there's sweats on you, John. Let's not lie. This bacon is Thank amazing, you, I just have to say. I, I, you know, it, it is. I have to say, say so also. And somebody the other day asked me, which is your favorite flavor? That's like asking me, which is my favorite child? I absolutely do get the bacon on the finish. It's so sweet up front, and then that bacon really kicks in in the finish, but this is amazing. And what, what happens is if you look at the bottle, you can't tell that there's that, bacon in yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, that it was infused with anything. That's crazy. But what, it's a what neat do you think little... About that? Zeke's shit. He's not he's his head. He's just shaking his head. He has no words because he's just so happy. You he's see, about to say something. I have taken and put this festival together. We have taken the barrel and the bacon and have brought the bacon and the barrel together. To, to say it's only in the finish would be selling yourself very short. 
It, it hits at least by mid palate and it just continues on. So you like it? I do. I, I want to know what other concoctions you've uh, created over time. I feel is, like is there I a could... book somewhere we can buy? But you know, I take I like the the brown sugar bourbon. I'll take that and wrap that in round shrimp and use it in, with seafood. I'll take the Montreal steak and I'll cut that up, saute it off, get it crispy. And then I'll go ahead and put that in like Brussels sprouts. And when I'm doing corn off the cob, you know, cutting fresh corn off the cob, saute it like that. The uh, smoky applewood, I'll take that one up, bake it in the oven, cut it up and put it in pancake batter mm. for the kids. And the ultimate, I just run that in the oven and bake it and just eat it like it is, throw it on sandwiches. I find it's great for BLTs or on sandwiches. So I will say, of all the vendors here, I was the most surprised to see McCormick's. And at the same time, this bacon's some of the best things I've eaten here. Well, I, you know. So, so I guess my question would be, you know, where else and how, um, you know, how integrated is McCormick into things that, maybe folks aren't aware of because honestly I was like I thought they just like you know had spices and seasons for selling the grocery well you know I tell you what Grillmates is is Grillmates is expanding you know they're going in a whole different location a whole oh, they're, they're spreading out basically I'm a chef in New Orleans and I just I love bacon on my PBS show that airs around the country I did a show just on bacon recipes you have a PBS so, show that just does bacon recipes? I did one show that was just a bacon show. And when McCormick's was working on this, they called me up. They said, hey, we know you like bacon. What do you think about coming and being our spokesperson? Oh, wow. And traveling around and cooking this bacon and talking about it. Well, what's the name of your show? More important, I want to go find it. If you're doing this already. It's Kevin I- Belton's New Orleans Celebrations. And, and It's do you airing have a- on PBS all around the country. Is there a regular restaurant that you're at in No, actually, I've gotten to be a, a, a just play a chef on TV. Oh, nice. I go between our PBS station and I'm, I'm the resident chef for our CBS affiliate in New Orleans. Free, freelance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That- so I do cooking segments on Tuesdays on the CBS affiliate and I do other stories. I get to go do fun stories about people and places. And then on PBS, I have the well, I, I three different shows. I can't think of a better town that has better food than New Orleans. So I'm, I'm sure you thrive there very well. Oh, yeah. Do okay. Yeah. You have to go meet our, our friend Sean, who runs Pinhook. I know you're not a whiskey guy. You don't drink. But you, you is should. That, I heard somebody is doing a peanut butter. So there's actually a few of them now. It started off Screwball. There's one over there. Uh, in here in the barn, Screwball is there. And then uh, the folks at Old Elk are about to do a peanut. And then Old Smoky out of East Tennessee just released a peanut butter whiskey today. Okay. So it, it's a but craze. No, it's catching on. Ben Hook does straight whiskey and rye or bourbon and rye. But uh, he, he's based out of New Orleans. Super great guy. This Same is Ben Hook. Yeah, this is Sean Joseph. Sean. Okay. He, uh, he owns. He used to run a restaurant down there. I'll, I'll find the name for you after. I'm not thinking about it off okay. the top of my head. But he well, his was, wife still runs one, I think. Yeah, there's something down there. It's something. Sorry. This Sean, li- sorry. Live moments where uh, we know about 90% of the equation, but the 10% that matters we're drawing a blank on. 
But no, I mean, I, I think it's impressive, honestly, like to see what the Grill Mates and McCormick's line is doing more uh, public outreach-wise. You know, it, it's it's you got to give back to the communities that you serve, you know? Well, it it's makes not- sense. You, you have all these products for people to use while cooking, but if you don't teach them how to use them, who will? And, and you know, it's such a blessing for me that I get to go around the country and introduce this product to different cities. And Nashville is one of the first cities to get it in the grocery stores. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I think you need us to go with you all around the country and talk about bacon. I just want to eat it. You, 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 well, you know, you have to have <laughs> folks to verify that it's good. Yeah, quality, if quality just, control right here. That's it. What if we're the plants that are in the audience? Of like every city you go to, we're just like, this is the best stuff we've ever had in our whole entire life. Well, John, sadly enough, we both have very recognizable characteristics. I don't. I don't think anybody really knows who we are, so I think it's okay. Yeah, but more than like two shows. Oh, that guy well, again. But you know what? As long as you don't. I have a lot of friends in New Orleans <laughs> that are on the radio, yeah. and they love it. They say when they go out, they never talk because people are recognizing by their voice. And everybody recognizes Zeke's voice. I think people just think I'm annoying. No, you just don't say syrup the right way. It, syrup. So See, let me ask you a cooking question, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Fire. Tennessee barbecue. How would you describe it? it I feel like... Tennessee barbecue is a mishmash of many different other places. Like, because it depends on if you're talking about like Memphis. I think Memphis is distinct. Yes. And Nashville is a melting pot of different places. Because some places, it Zeke asked the chef from Honey Fire or the pitmaster from Honey Fire a great question. He goes, "Are you mustard based or are you vinegar based?" Well, no, it was the same, like a, a mustard vinegar sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's where I, that, that's my jam. Okay. But it's also like, depending on what your jam is, right? It's like, are you, are you white sauce or are you a sweet sauce? Or are you a hot sauce? Like, I feel like everybody in Nashville has their bases covered with a little bit of everything. They're going to have one dish on the menu that's going to be an Alabama white sauce. Okay. There's going to be one well, dish on now, the menu. Well, now, I mean, the, the town's not, it's not as, um, you know, people haven't been here as long as what you would think anymore. So everybody's from different areas. So they're, with all the transients, so this, this person like this. So yeah. I think it's hard to, to, to pinpoint Tennessee barbecue as any one particular thing. Just because, just like John and I, he's from the north. At least I don't think he likes a mustard-based vinegar sauce. I like, like I everything. Do. Look at me. <laughs> You've seen what I look <laughs> well, like. You know, There's we're just we're just normal size. Yeah. Everybody else didn't grow up to reach their full potential. But, but you know, no, that's I, what I, it is. I, I think I think that's all the the barbecue though. Now is that there's so much overlapping and everybody tinkering and you know like somewhat uh, hybrids almost to a degree of. Well, I like dry rub. I like a little wet. I like a little of this. Well, what if I dabble and, and I make my own version? I mean, I'm sure if you go to you know Memphis in May and walk down the, the, the boardwalk there and go by all those pits, yeah, everything's going to say Tennessee barbecue, but how many styles are you going to find? I, I don't know if that's what you get as a chef who's kind of coming around Nashville, but I feel like Nashville is a mishmash 
Memphis is more distinct and yes. and has its own identity. Well, because everybody always asks me so far these past few days, have you had barbecue yet? Have you had Tennessee barbecue yet? You know, I mean, and just, just knowing the, the the bigger spots here between Martin's, Peg Leg, um, Edley's, you know, they, they all do similar things, but they also do certain things to make them unique. And you get that yes. as, a, as a proprietor, like, yeah, I've got to, you know, have my Set little myself niche. myself apart. Uh, but you know what happens, I find, being a chef, that everybody's trying to create something new. And if you just keep it plain and simple and basic, that wins out every time. You know, but I understand how people yeah. always want to create something and make themselves distinct. If you want to make yourself distinct, keep it simple and do it easy and just give a good product. And don't put too much on the menu, right? Yeah. Like when, when you think about barbecue, I feel like if you get a good pulled pork, a good pulled chicken, some brisket, and some ribs, if you have, and maybe some wings, right? If you do those five things well on your menu, you're going to make everybody happy. It's something I didn't see on the barbecue menu. Okay. Mac and cheese. Oh, really? it depends on which place you go to. Okay. That's the thing. So, like, uh, Edley's is going to have mac and cheese. So, I know Edley's has mac and cheese. Pegleg has mac and cheese. I don't think Martin's. Don't Martin's has a pimento mac and cheese. Or is that Hattie B's? I'm confused. That's Hattie B's. So it all depends on which place you go to. I did a I did a combination of the smoked applewood and the Montreal bacon in a mac and cheese. Ooh. Oh, yeah, oh, man, yeah. It was it was it, yeah. Although they were hurting. I, I do almost wish you'd see more folks that you know that utilize the whole uh, you know whole hog barbecue kind of style, like you see in you know other more rural areas where like. We paid for the whole pig. We're going to use that whole exactly. damn pig. Well, you know, in Louisiana. folks are going to eat it. It's good. Yeah, Louisiana, if we catch it, we're going to cook it. Yeah. If it walks, crawls, swims, flies, and we can get a hold of it, we'll no, try it. I, I wish we had more of that, honestly, just because it's all good meat. I mean, in your mind, you might be a little throwed off, but. Well, you know, some of the best meat that folks don't think about on a fish, on a pig, on a cow, the cheeks. Oh, yeah. It's the most worked muscle they have. Cheek meat is is so tender. Yeah, there, there's no muscle besides the tongue that gets yeah. worked more. Yeah. Interesting. I know these things. Well, cause they, <laughs> they're they're chewing a whole lot of grass. I mean, it makes sense. They're not moving a whole lot. They're just kind of sitting there, going down, chewing the grass yeah. over and over. So, John, if this podcast gets popular enough one day, your cheeks are going to be a delicacy to somebody. That's right. <laughs> When somebody kills me and eats my cheeks, I'll know why. Thanks, Zeke. So what was your favorite thing other than your bacon that you went around? Did you try some of the other food here? I, uh, Chef Adam, oh, he has a food truck. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Southern truck. Spoon. See, oh. The truck has some good stuff. Did you have the rib that was wrapped in bacon? Yes. That was my favorite thing. Zeke liked the apricot thing from Up, but that... Rib. That I, I didn't have a favorite. Bacon. I don't think I could pick one. And yeah, it, it's. Uh, I had that. That was one of the few things I had. And somebody brought me some custard that had a little bourbon. Uh, he, he's wearing half a cup on his on his legs right now. Oh, you t- Shake Shack. 
We had him on. We had Joe on from. Oh, Shave that's what Shack. it was. It oh, was a John, bourbon John had custard. It from, John had like some in his beard, some on his shirt, some on his feet. It, it didn't get. It my, was really good. Needless to say, beard yes, beard yes, shirt no. <laughs> it's okay. Some got in my beard. It did not make my shirt. It's okay. Zeke's trying to make. Zeke is an embellisher. Just so you <laughs> well, know. This. But understand, I'm a Louisianian. I'm a New Orleanian. Yeah. I walked up to a guy the other day in the French Quarter, and we were sitting in line in a store, and I looked at him, I said, you had some etouffee, didn't you, about an hour ago? He's like, what? I said, it's ain't on your shirt. I said, you had etouffee, a smuggled yeah, oh, gravy. Oh, I love it. Over right. I said, you had etouffee about an hour ago. He's like, you're good. <laughs> You're, you like have a forensic background in food. Well, You're no, like, we, hold on, let me let me smell your shirt. We wear stains like badges of honor. Yeah, I feel like time, it's been three hours since you I mean, you had that etouffee. The best part of walking to the French Quarter is the smell of the food. Yeah, which you can't get that first thing in the morning because I walk through it first thing in the morning. That that's painful. But by the middle of the day, that food smell, it's killer. You know, you know, we cooked a thousand pieces of each flavor of bacon today. So I cooked bacon for like four and a half hours. Bacon in the oven, sure. just rotating it. Did you do it here it. or someplace else and then I bring did it, it here? At um, Central Kitchen, I believe that's what it's called. Okay. They're going to have like, they have five restaurants that are going to be under one roof. A lot of folks started off as food trucks. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's over. Oh, I wish I could tell you what street it's on. That probably but feeds into the green gourmet theme because I mean this place is kind of like a co-op for farmers and things that line along yeah. those lines and everybody's sharing, moving together for a greater good. And, and this kitchen is a community kitchen downstairs that a lot of caterers and all use. So we hooked up with them, and that's where we did all the cooking. And so after got everything cooked, ran back to the house that we're staying at, jumped in the shower. When I came out of the shower, I walked past my clothes and I'm like. Bacon. <laughs> so, so, what's your favorite spot in the quarter to eat? My favorite spot I, I, in the quarter. I don't quarter get there as much as I used to. When I was in younger, I got there at least once a year, every year, sometimes oh, two or three times. I've since had kids and had to slow down. How about I give you? How about besides the quarter? I'll give you. I think what is one of the best kept secrets? Okay. In the city is a restaurant called Brightsons. B R I G T S E N. Now, is that the quarter? It, no, it's up in the Riverbend area. Okay. You know how the St. Charles Avenue street code goes up St. Charles Avenue, and then it turns on the Carrollton Avenue right at the river? Okay. It's in that Riverbend area. Okay. But it's one of the best-kept secrets in the city. Because being a... When I was younger and, and much more touristy, I mean, <clears throat> I love the quarter, love everything about bourbon. Oh, yeah. Love being on the river. I mean... And, you know, of course, K-Paul's. Chef Paul Perdome's restaurant. Which we one? lost Chef a few years ago, but K. Paul's is still there. Good old Cajun food. It's on Charter Street between St. Louis and Conti. I remember there was one up um, north of the quarter a little bit. I forget what that district's called. God, it's been so long. Um, but it was like the crazy Cajun guy. Um, I can't remember for the life of me. Okay. Um, and I remember Coop's fried chicken being a, just a dive, Coops. but some yeah. good yeah. fried Coops chicken. Coop's is a bar that has great food. Oh, yeah. man, late night rolling there. Just I'm here for the fried chicken and some beer. I tell you what, we have a couple of uh, 
writers in New Orleans that went on the best hunt for the best fried chicken in the city, besides the regular chains. Okay. Turned out there's a little gas station on Rampart Street across from our station, our CBS station. Uh-huh. And they said that that was the best chicken. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, they cooked, it, they cooked it in house, though? Huh? They cooked it in house. What they, yeah, what they did, what they did, they went to all these gas stations, little places that serve fried chicken. Yeah. They ate some right away, and then they bought some and waited 30 minutes to eat it because you figure if you buy it, you take it home, it's going to be about 30 minutes. They said that one kept the best flavor, kept the crunch, kept the flavor, kept the seasoning. Oh no shit! And all of that, and I'm like, what? And I walked in, and uh, they said. What are you doing? I said, coming in for from fried chicken. They said, yeah, it's the best in town. I'm like, that's what I heard. That's what I'm here for. I mean, I don't doubt it, but at the same time, you, know, you laugh when your stories like that. Like, all right, out of everywhere in this big ass city, all these people, all this money, and things have been here for forever. That's the best fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I had some friends I picked up at the airport one time, and they said, hey, we're starving. I know we had plans to go to dinner. Got off the interstate, pulled in a gas station called Danny and Clyde's. I said, I'll be right back. Went in, got shrimp po' boy, oyster po' boy, some Zaps potato chips, and Barks root beers. Got back in the car, and I said, hey, this ought to hold you till dinner. <laughs> and they said, I can't believe you went in the gas station and got better food than any restaurant we have back home. I forget about Zaps being the local favorite. Those chips are so damn good. They are. They are. Tell you a little secret. Ron Zapp, the guy that started Zapp, was Uh in the oil business. Okay. He was in the oil equipment business, and when the oil business went down, being in Louisiana, he went to his next love, food. And that's how he started Zapp's Potato Chip. So a loaded question for you. Okay. The best hot dog in New Orleans. The best and, and hot this is loaded, dog. I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> this is very loaded. Oh man! They're See, all- I love a good dog. I usually the dog I do at home. What we got? We got a a place called Dat Dogs. I go for Lucky Dogs. Lucky Dogs. The vendors in the corner, man. Two in the morning, Bourbon Street. Yeah, that's what you gotta. You gotta have a Lucky Dog after you, dark. You, you just want something to suck, to soak it all up. I, I got lucky one time. I was down there. <laughs> I still laugh about this. Uh, the vendor's like, hey, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Can you watch my stand for a minute? I'm like, yeah, dude, I got you. <clears throat> well, these people keep walking up. And I'm like, man, I don't want to lose you business. So I'm like, what do you have? What kind of dog you want? And I'm literally just like fixing them up, serving everything. Dude comes back. He's like, what are you doing on my stand? I'm like, man, I got $25 over here for you. I'm just serving dogs. He's like, oh, shit, man. Like, give me a big hug. I mean, one of my buddies recorded, like, honestly, the, a very random New Orleans moment, but I just laughed oh, yeah. so much at it. Like, Hey, that's <laughs> lucky dogs, yeah. I'm sorry I got up for a second. I was trying to recruit Zeke's better half to come on, and she wouldn't. I told you. I really tried. I'm sorry. Well, you know, that's like my wife. They have a bounty owner at the station to try to catch her on camera. <laughs> you know? I just said, will you go on and rip on Zeke with me? And she's like, as much as I really want to do that, I'm going to say no. Oh, because so- she saves it for private moments. 
She saves it for when he's home alone and he has nobody to defend him. Yes, I wasn't going to defend him. I think it's more so the words that come out can't go on air. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're all in that club. Yes, dear. Yes. Keep your head down. Yes, dear. Put the lid down and don't make eye contact. So where do you go for uh, raw oysters? Raw oysters? I'll keep pinging you for a little bit because... There's a, I got a couple of spots. I go to Drago's and Mr. Ed's. Okay. They are, they do besides raw. They also do char grilled oysters. Yeah. Now that we have a guide of New Orleans in Nashville, I think you all just need to trade phone numbers. Oh, I mean that. It's gonna be at least ten more years before I can get back down there. Most likely. I, I tell you something interesting. But I will I, I will make my return to New Orleans. You know, in running around town. And being over at over at the kitchen today, looking at the different restaurants going in, it's like, huh, could use a new uh, a little Louisiana food here. Yeah, they I think could. you gotta open up. You gotta come out of retirement, and and you know get everything going up here now. I mean, honestly, we don't have that many. You know, like home soul cooking. Jamaica you know, way is pretty close, but it, it's obviously Jamaican themed. Yeah. That spice and, and sense to it is very one And a lot of New Orleans cooking is just good old pot food. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, etouffee, red beans and rice, gumbos. The simplest things with the most flavor. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> well, we've certainly appreciated having you on. I know we could talk about this for a very, very, very long time. Did we well, get everything in we needed to? I with- think we got everything in. I mean, hey. We've got great bourbon. We've mixed it with some great bacon. It's been awesome. And uh, I, I think in, in good company. New friends. I, I hope more folks look for the, uh, the McCormick's Grill Makes team out at places. Because honestly, most surprising and some of the best damn food. <laughs> they have everything from you know, the Montreal steak, one that, that I use a lot of times. Um, not even, there's a dry rub. There's yes. a Kansas City dry rub I use. I I mean, you could tell that I'm spitting this off, and Chef Kevin and I have not talked before no. tonight. And you, you know, So you're probably pretty impressed that I'm spouting this stuff off from my, my head. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting for me being a chef and getting to learn more about them is 125 years they've been around. Really? Dealing with spices and seasonings. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. So, you know, when you talk about who knows more about spices and seasonings, <laughs> that's why McCormick is the go-to. Well, and they picked a hell of a chef. It has been awesome getting to know you. How can the folks find you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff? Chef Kevin Belton on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of good oh, stuff. I got one more, too. Go-to hot sauce, just in general. Go-to hot go-to sauce. Hot sauce. You know, Louisiana hot sauces are vinegar-based. So depending on my mood, the most vinegar one would be Tabasco. Then you have, like, Louisiana, you have Crystal, and you find that they're a little thicker. And my seasonings are made by a company called Cajun Power Garlic Sauce. They have a new hot sauce called Lightning Strike, and it's a really thick, thick, thick hot sauce. So depending on what I'm doing what I use it on. You know, okay. a lot of times I'll do uh, the Tabasco on pizza. Yeah. And I'll take the lightning strike, put it in a bowl, take catfish, cut it in strips, 
marinate it in that hot sauce, then roll it in some cornmeal and fry it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Chef Kevin Bolton, everywhere. Go find him. It's it's been awesome getting to know you. I'm gonna make sure that we get you on again next time you're in Nashville. Come come down, just talk food with us and, and we don't necessarily have to make you drink whiskey, but we can make you smell it, and you can tell us what you get off the nose. Okay, it's a big I, I, nose. Actually, that doesn't even have to happen. We just need some of this food, and we can waive all other requirements. Bring, bring you, bring you all the recipes <laughs> I do with whiskey. We'll do a cooking show. There, It'll there's be perfect. an easy way to mine in John's heart. Let's be there honest we go. here. That's it, Chef thank Kevin. Thank me. you so much. <laughs> and McCormick Grillmates, are they on it? Do you know how to find them? Just search for you know. Right now, they're at independent grocers here in Nashville. But uh, if you don't see it in your grocery store, ask your grocer to pick it up because Nashville is one of the first cities to have it. Perfect. Can't wait to find it. Cheers. Thank you. Zeke, we're re-recording an ending to the first one because the second ending was with Dan Gardner. Don't don't hit your head. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out in my head how we're actually going to do this. But find us on Instagram at Patrick and Bourbon. listen to the end of these things? They do. They said pine. I, I got a lot of texts that said pineapple before. That's because they want you to swing with them. They've seen your pictures on the Instagrams. No, that would be eggplants. Go ahead and find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Twitter at Bourbon Dads. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Whatever it is, we are on it. Please leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. This has been an awesome event with Events Hatch, Bullet, Green Door Gourmet, McCormick Grillmates. To all of you that were a part of it, thank you so much for letting us be here. We enjoyed the hell out of it. And most importantly, since Edward claims folks are still listening, we've always been a bang for the buck show. That was our premise to begin with. This event was bang for the buck. I think it was like 40 bucks for this event, and it's one of the best damn events I've been to all year. Food and drink-wise, you won. Even with an Uber to and from, you won. Yes. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Cheers. Ciao.